0: You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British.
1: Coyly British is my stage name.
0: Okay. <laughs> if you enjoy a cocktail from time to time and you're looking at jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon.
1: Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme.
0: Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. You provide the poison, Shaker and Spoon provides the pizzazz.
1: To sign up and get $20 off your first box, head over to shakerandspoon.com forward slash nonplussed.
0: Again, that's Shaker spoon.com slash nonplussed to get 20% off your first order.
1: I'll drink to that. And one for Molly.
0: Ooh. A repeat? In my feed? It's more likely than you think. Hey there, non-plus listeners. Bad news. Our air conditioner is out. Yeah, in central Texas. 100-degree heat. For those of you wondering, yes, still out as I record this. We're waiting on a compressor, and hopefully we'll stop sweating our balls off by the end of this week. But for now, we're staying comfortable And alive through the use of many portable air conditioning (laughs) units and fans, which are, as you might expect, anathema to listenable audio. Yeah. So instead, we're going to drop this old episode for Luca in honor of Pride Month. It's a little bit queer, not explicitly, obviously. We get into that a bit, but we just figured something light, refreshing, and maybe you've heard it before so that uh, we can avoid sweating our asses off for content. Not that we don't love you. We're just not sure that we would survive it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy us waxing poetic about these two kind of queer people, and um, come back and visit us in two weeks when we've got some brand new content for you clancy would be here helping me record this but he's tucking into a baked potato and honestly i think this room is far too hot for him um he's a delicate flower as you know Alrighty, friends thanks again for listening here's luca catch you in two weeks enjoy to another episode of non Plus, a gay ROM through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy oh hey
1: over there's my husband josh and
0: we are non-plussed a mischief media podcast we had a little mini vacay we did we put our pride episode from the patreon from last year out i yes. hope you out yeah i hope you all enjoyed that and in the meantime we took a little trip to fiesta texas yeah it was good six flags park yeah there's no disney parks in texas there is not unfortunately but we had a good time uh the park has changed a lot since i went there last in college and uh this fat man was scared he was gonna fall out of some rides at some <laughs> points my yeah, goodness it
1: was uh it was such a wild experience i mean these rides whipped me yeah. around and i was i was like wow this is i forget how sort of Safe Disney feels, yeah, comparatively. Exactly. I mean, not to say that well, I felt don't like we were in danger. Rides in, right
0: in Anaheim, they have a couple in Florida. Yeah, but anyway, once again, head to mischiefmerch.com mm-hmm. because of course Loki is still running. And surprise, surprise, there's some new Loki merch yeah. under the MCU banner. Um, what is it that they've added, honey? Well, they've added some tank tops. Yes, with like little like Loki logos and TVA logos and hourglasses. Yeah. It's also cute. And of course, you can use our code nonplus plus ten. To get ten percent off any of the MCU stuff and any of the non-Plus stuff, yeah,
1: yeah, please do. Do that. In terms of news, we've got some Loki news as well.
0: Yeah, if you're not caught up on Loki, skip forward like
1: three minutes. Yeah, it's been confirmed that Loki is by. Yeah that's canon and they did it in a scene with
0: bisexual lighting even two of the characters are discussing and it's loki talking about loki and basically he confirms that he has sought after quote-unquote princesses and princes and the director well like we'll link the out article but the director tweeted about it kate heron she said from the moment i joined loki official it was very important to me and my goal to acknowledge loki was bisexual as part of who he is and who i am too i know this is a small step but i'm happy and my heart is so full to say this is now canon in mcu If you're not watching it, highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, What's this other nonsense, Clates?
1: Oh, okay. So (laughs) you remember that movie with Tom Hanks from like the 90s called Turner and Hooch? I
0: absolutely do. (laughs) It's on the platform. Well,
1: they are doing a sequel reboot-esque. It's a series. Yeah. Yeah. This came from Deadline.com. It's going to be starring Josh Peck, who is the Josh of Drake and Josh. Yeah. And
0: Drake just got uh, indicted for human endangerment. It's a whole thing. What? honey it's a whole (laughs) anyway as you were
1: saying junior has himself a giant drooling french master yes
0: his dog leaves his dog his dad leaves him a dog that is reminded him of hooch honestly i think uh we should probably cover the film right around the time this premieres that
1: would be a good idea i think
0: it's coming up in july right yeah well maybe we're doing that soon we'll see (laughs) we'll see so yeah we'll link to that other than that of course uh our notes we researched whatever wikipedia imdb rotten tomatoes and the disney fandom wikia page
1: yeah we also get a lot of our numbers from box office mojo which yeah. is a really great source if you just want to see how much a movie is making week after week yeah so yeah it's kind of cool
0: all that said uh what movie are we talking about this week clancy
1: we are doing disney pixar's 2021 luca
0: yes it was released uh, just a couple weeks ago june 13th at the aquarium of genoa and june 18th at the el capitan theater for four days
1: and the reason why they're doing this is so they can just be eligible for academy awards
0: yes because for now for at least two months it's only available on disney plus and yes. some of the folks on the pixar side feel like disney's undervaluing them because Every the argument's night. been made like there's no premium price it's just on the platform they could get a limited release like maybe they do a 4k or a 3d version once like oscar nomination season has hit
1: yeah i i would like to see this in a theater it was the same this movie is very very pretty and i would like to see it huge
0: yeah yeah agreed anyway the screenplay is by jesse andrews and mike jones it's a story by enrico casarosa jesse andrews and simon stevenson also directed by enrico casarosa he's the guy behind la luna the short yeah um and he did a lot of animation for pixar for a while and then they sort of like gave him this story and this platform to do this gorgeous movie. It is.
1: It's very very gorgeous. And if you haven't seen La Luna, I definitely recommend checking that out too cuz it is also gorgeous. Yes.
0: All right. Uh I'm going to try to get through uh the this cast. Um do you do you want to take a swing at any of these Italian names? You can say no. I'm going to say no. Okay, here we go. We got Jacob Tremblay as Luca Paguro. Uh, which means what in Italian Clancy? Oh, hermit crab. Adorable, especially (laughs) since they race or raise or compete with hermit. Yes. They never go into it. They
1: never go into it. If there's a sequel, I hope so.
0: Uh, Anyway, um, Jack Dylan Grazer as Alberto Scorfano. Emma Berman as Giuliana Marcovaldo. Severio Raimondo as Ercole Visconti. Maya Rudolph as Daniela Paguro. Marcy Baricelli as Massimo Marcovaldo. uh, Jim Gaffigan as Lorenzo Paguro. Peter Sohn and Lorenzo cresci as Chico and Guido, Marina Maseroni as Mrs. Marsigliesi, Sandy Martin as Grandma, and Sasha Baron Cohen as Uncle Ugo.
1: Yes. Woo! Nice job, honey. I,
0: you know, my mouth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I, re- I should just start learning Italian on Duolingo. I should finish learning it Spanish on Duolingo first. This is not an ad for Duolingo. Anyway, let's jump in this plot, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> It's gonna,
2: it's gonna yeah.
0: <laughs> Luca Paguro, a young sea monster living off the coast of the Italian city Portoroso. I can't do that the whole time. It's gonna. It's gonna be. People are gonna hate me. I'm gonna hate myself. Luca Paguro, a young sea monster living off the coast of the Italian city Portoroso spends his daily routine herding goatfish. Forbidden to explore the surface, Luca meets Alberto Scorfano, a fellow sea monster, who instigates Luca into adventuring out of the ocean. Morphing into human forms, Luca follows Alberto to his hideout, where the boys connect while making and writing a makeshift, fragile Vespa. Upon discovering their son's actions, Luca's parents, Daniela and Lorenzo, plan to send Luca to the deep sea with Lorenzo's brother, Ugo. Before they can, Luca runs off with Alberto to Puerto Rosso to find a Vespa and travel the world.
1: So first and foremost, this movie is goddamn gorgeous.
0: It's so pretty. Again, we talked about it. If you're on the Patreon, you yeah. heard us talk about this with us again. Mm-hmm. The way that and it's it's obviously that's disney animation and this is pixar but where the technology that they clearly share yeah render man all of that stuff that they mm-hmm. the, the, the tools that they both use skin textures and hair textures
1: like they were wearing like wool shirts and you could see the individual threads the chin dimples in some of these old men yeah
0: oh it's delightful and even like the way that they've um their technology you made this point like the ocean in this looks very different than the ocean in finding nemo yeah but the extras kind of talked about that a little bit cuz it has to do with like the geography
1: for sure yeah so like in finding nemo the water is very blue it's very clear um it, it's it's very um uh, it's very reflective um in this uh you know this this takes place in the italian riviera yeah um the the water there is generally a bit more murky um, it, it's a bit more, uh, there's a lot more aeration that happens when you jump into the water in these, in these locations. Well, and there's also like, like
0: we see them using motorboats for fishing. Listen, Tommaso, do we really need to fish near the island?
2: Hey, you worry too much. I don't know. What if the old stories are true? Oh, come on, Giacomo. You really believe in sea monsters? Too many strange things have been seen in these waters. They're all just
0: stories. told taste to keep us away from a great fishing spot. But, Tommaso... They're fine. Don't preoccupate, Giacomo. In general, like, a level of pollution that you're not going to get in the middle of the Great Barrier, Reef. Correct, right?
1: yeah, and the, and they do a good job of showing that pollution... Um, but also not really like, it's not pollution. It's just the water. It is just the water. And yeah, they do such a really good job. It's not like there's
0: condoms floating on a, on a scrum with some diapers and a Coke can or anything. But there's like, there's
1: a rusted bike. There's, there are things, there are things like that underwater. And I, that's contributing to a bit of the murkiness
0: that, but overall, like the character and creature designs almost has a Nick Park Arden Studios look very yes. Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run.
1: Yeah, the, the, the mounts are yeah, are really round. They're usually on the sides of their faces and not yeah. necessarily centered. They yeah. it's not
0: a traditional Pixar character design. It's not, no, it, there's clearly other influences here, and I like that. I think a lot of um, the Pixar uh, diehard fans yeah. um, push back against things like this, and even onward. That doesn't, but just because it's not the visual brand that they're used to and that is comforting. Yeah. But we're getting, clearly we're getting younger animators with different influences and different styles who are creating these, um, these animated features now. And it's, well, it's I mean, evolving. The
1: director was definitely, he, he had said that Studio Ghibli was, was a huge, that too. a huge influence on the art style of this movie. And like, especially in the fantasy
0: sequences, yes. with the fish, that's the sun. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, and so they, they've they really done uh, – I like to see this sort of um, change in what Pixar looks like because a lot of the reasons why Pixar looked the way it did was because of technical limitations yes. and what they were doing that's Why
0: you never saw humans until like later in the pixar film chain
1: because they just never could really make it to where it felt like oh that's a that's a believable human right yeah.
0: this human looks too much like a toy let's do a movie about toys exactly um <laughs> and so
1: so now they can still have that and they can still have those really detailed textures but they also can have the whimsy
0: honestly it makes sense that this comes sort of a, as a spiritual successor almost to onward because yeah. there's it's magical realism truly is what it is. There's, yeah. it's a normal world except mermaids. Yeah. Except, right. Except you know mermaids, what I mean? Yeah. Or, or sea monsters or whatever. That's also very studio Ghibli, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a regular world comma, but there's this thing. Like it's very little mermaid esque, right? Like there's an undersea creature longing to be. Part of that world. And be a part of the humans. And if that parallel really does strike home because like the connection between the two worlds is objects. Right. Right. Just like in Little Mermaid, with your snarflats and your dinglehoppers, yeah, looting
1: a ship and like taking you know trinkets from him, you know to
0: collect a playing card and uh, clock, the alarm clock, yeah, a bonograph. record phonograph, yeah.
1: I do want to say real quick the underwater sounds that they did in this, like the voices were very clear, but they had a slight effectiveness that made them seem underwater. But then every other thing, like the clock underwater, definitely sounded like a, a clock ringing underwater. Yeah. Like it was, it just so well. The sound done. design was really well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was nice. And, and again, that helped sell the idea of like, you know, these two worlds kind of right because you're not getting
0: as much of the sort of high drama of the family conflict right it's a relatively stable family that he has Mm -hmm. it's more of he's learning who he is and he feels like he's getting punished for it and
1: it's something that's forbidden and that feels uh that you know it feels like he wants to explore and and it feels
0: um hypocritical to a degree
2: where do boats come from
1: (coughs) the land monster town
2: just above the surface beat a guy at cards there once. <gasps>
0: mom, what are you
2: doing? He's old enough to hear about it. You've been to the surface and, and done the change? No, no, the end, shut it down. I was just curious. Yeah, well, the curious fish gets caught. We do not talk, think, discuss, contemplate, or go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Yes, mom. Here, now let's get back to work.
0: And Luca feels very taken aback, that like, how dare you? Yeah. If you've understood it, why can I not? I mean, he's clearly very responsible. I don't know. It just doesn't feel um, it's a different kind of I want is basically the point that I'm trying to get to. It's, it was interesting to me, though, that Luca referred to himself as a sea monster and the humans as land monsters. Yeah. And that that therein implies, at least to the sea monsters, that the word monster does not have a judgment attached to it. It's just taxonomy the way that they speak about the other yeah because clearly the sea monsters are very well aware of the land monsters but the land monsters question the existence to some degree of the sea monsters right and so that's what i'm like in their language the way that they talk about themselves versus other people from a cultural sort of like anthropological perspective right monster as a term for them it's like it's being it's creature it's general whereas the humans it's like other
1: these two worlds collide we get Effectively, this transformation from a, a sea monster into a human.
2: Sir, you forgot your harpoon. And- oh, yeah. Thanks. What? What are you doing? No, no. Help me. First time? I'm a good kid. Hey, relax.
0: Breathe. Well, he's learning something about who he is because he's seeing it in someone else. Exactly. And that representation matters. Yes. <laughs> no, and that's. that's- Which, and we'll get to it because like there is a queer allegory here. For sure. If you want to see it. I think it's a hot topic to discuss. Um, again, we'll link a couple articles. Some people mm-hmm. say that um, that it's a missed opportunity here for Disney to lean into it as someone who's worked in PR and communications and branding and stuff, I can understand why it's not explicitly queer, because how do you show that and still make it a quote unquote, family friendly or all audiences film comma. But I think the whole fish out of water, like being other trying to pose as other, there's an imposter syndrome, like allegory here. I think that the reason it's so hotly discussed and people feel kind of slighted by, by Disney not going far enough or, or, or whatever as valid as that is i think the issue is that it's actually really universal the experiences that the story is is showing the narrative that it's expressing feeling different than yeah. wanting to prove your worth to others um having a challenge that feels insurmountable and you know, banding together with people like you to achieve that goal yeah. while also proving that you are just as good as anyone else. Like, these are all universal themes and concepts that really ride through a lot of the content on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. The reason it reads as queer, I think, is because it's two little boys. And there's affection. There's real genuine affection and emotion and expression between the two of them exactly i I think it says more about society that we automatically read that as queer but whatever i i'm also speaking from it should be said from my perspective
1: but there's also the the, the point of masculinity like coming into play here whereas well yeah and i don't
0: think the boys are are
1: explicitly masculine or feminine right and i think that that's what's also really important to kind of show yes you could argue argue, i
0: think if our parents saw this Mm -hmm. and i say our but i mean your because rest in peace mona and paul The verbiage that they would use, and I don't know if this is accurate today, which is why I'm tiptoeing around it, is they would call Juliana a tomboy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: She gets messy. She shows her pit stains, which I fucking love that they, this little girl's like, look, I sweat more and that she's not ashamed of it, but that she acknowledges that it's weird for other people. But the point is, is I think that the context of all of this is so universal.
2: I know your problem. You got a Bruno in your head. A Bruno. Yeah. I get one too sometimes. Alberto, you can't. Alberto, you're gonna die. Alberto, don't put that in your mouth. Luca, it's simple. Don't listen to stupid Bruno. Why is his name Bruno? I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Call him whatever you want. Shut him up. Say Silencio Bruno.
0: Once the thing is out, you don't really get to tell people how they can interpret yeah, no. it. No. And it's just it's Yeah, you're right. Not long ago, Rick Riordan, who wrote the um, Percy Jackson series, yeah. he um was uh engaging with someone on Twitter who had asked about if a character was trans Mm -hmm. and he answered, honestly, he was like, it was, it never entered into, um, you know, my image. I don't remember the exact quote, but I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here. Sure. It never entered into my brain because I can only write from my experience. But if that's what you saw with the character that I created, um, that's great. And that's fine. It is what, once I write it, it's yours to interpret. Yeah. And you know, he took it as, um, kind of like a, um, a badge of honor that, that his experiences were able to translate that way for someone else. Yeah. Without being explicit.
1: Because a lot of the times people will take that to, that they're sexually, that they're going to be sexually romantic with each other. Right. And And that's again, where
0: it can't be too explicit because then it's not an all I can understand. Oh God. See, this is a a bigger debate that we are not well enough equipped to have. I don't think because it comes in like the homosexual representation doesn't necessarily have to be sexualized. Right, and it shouldn't necessarily be considered that way.
1: I agree, but again, from from the, the you know the same side of this, and everybody comparing this to Call Me by Your Name for whatever fucking reason, like it, I get it. Which it's in, in the same it's in the same place, but it's not an old guy in a in a. In a it's not predatory. It's not predatory. It's,
0: honestly, it's closer to something like Stand by Me, in my opinion, yeah. where it's like young boys having experience and learning about each other through their own traumas or whatever. granted of that Stephen King and a lot fucking darker because there's a dead body involved. Sure. But um, it's been ages since I've seen that movie. <laughs> but, I, but
1: I think that that's that's the point is that this is a platonic relationship between these these two characters. And it's showing that that's OK and that that's not a like it doesn't have to be more than that. But at the same time, it
0: can mean whatever you want it right. to mean. And it's absolutely fair to say that there are probably people listening to this who staunchly disagree mm-hmm. and have very good reasons. This is all you and I speaking from our experience as exactly homosexuals, which even between the two of us our experience as homosexuals is wildly different different. yeah for sure Um, and we come to like we have in in some cases we have the same reaction to things but for different reasons we talked about that without Mm -hmm. we talked about that with us again yeah um we'll probably talk about it here in a minute they so they start building the vespa which is super cute Mm -hmm. um but even like yeah like this this is um you know kids showing kids learning from each other and like a, a mentorship growing or it's quote unquote let's play together and I'm experimenting, but I really should go. I mean, they literally do that. It's an adolescent Italian summer version of Baby, It's Cold Outside.
2: (laughs) I am going to make one. You want to help? Me? Yeah. Wait. No, I can't. I got to go home. Right this second? Yeah. If my parents found out I was up here, (laughs) it would be bad. So thank you, but goodbye forever. Okay, but now I, I really do have to go. Okay, bye. <laughs> Literally
1: what it I is. Mean, yeah, 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 yeah. All of this to say, I find this in, insanely delightful.
0: and It's I, so yeah. charming. And even mm-hmm. like the first the first sort of fantasy where he, where he's dreaming of the Vespa. Mm-hmm. I love how seamless we go into these dream sequences. And that song, it's like a whistled kind of dreamy song. It reminded me of Moon River a little bit.
2: Vespa is freedom.
1: <laughs> yeah. River. That's the one. Wider
2: than a mile. I'm crossing you in style someday.
0: And then, like, we get that second Vespa dream where they you know, it's the perfect Vespa and they're on the big ramp to nowhere. And mm-hmm. it very much could be like oh yeah you know i'm learning from someone else and i'm seeing another perspective but i'm also reminded of the inherent risk in that and the fear of change and whatever mm-hmm. but it could also be a big fucking metaphor for somebody's first time having gay sex it's a very accessible metaphor either mm-hmm. way but yeah when he get gets up to the surface that whole change scene
1: yeah seeing him like flop around on the beach trying to learn how to walk i mean again little mermaid vibes a little bit yeah
0: Now,
2: walking is just like swimming, but without fins or a tail. And also, there's no water. Otherwise, it's like the exact same thing. Give it a try. That's not it. Try it again. Oh, try to lead with your head. No, more belly. That's... that's lying on the ground.
0: But who's the man in the side view? So they get their, their perfect Vespa and they're going off the ramp and they set up that turtle to hold the ramp. And Alberto does like a little winky thing to the side view mirror. And it's an actual like photorealistic photograph of a handsome man. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: a, it's a photo of an Italian actor named uh, Marcello Mastroianni. Oh, okay. He's going to appear twice in the film. Later, he's on, on a TV. Got There's it. a movie that's playing, and that movie was uh, Big Deal on Madonna Street from 1958. And yeah, so it, he's a huge Italian
0: actor. he was in a few Fellini films, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: And his daughter, Chiara Mastroianni, hopefully I'm saying that right, she's a French actress, and she actually did the French dubbing for uh, Luca's mom.
0: Oh, that's right yeah
1: so i thought that was i thought that was super cute there's
0: a lot of little easter eggs like this that are references to italian film and television and just homages to the little asshole's boat is called focaccia yeah um there's some Fellini references so like it's Mm -hmm. it's easter eggs but it's also a bit of world building
1: yeah, it really helps to sell that bat. If you know anything about Italian cinema or just Italy in, in that time period, like you would be picking these things out. And there's a lot of fun puns, you know? I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah, we kind of really, as we're seg- uh, segueing into the next bit, the parents catch Luca having been out and about. Luca, where have you been?
2: Uh, don't say surface. Don't say surface. Surface. <gasps> what did you just
0: say? What's wrong with your foot? Ah! Luca? Oh, uh, I... Gonna
1: tell us where you were?
0: Uh... That's
1: my fault. I sent him to look for sea cucumbers. Right.
0: Mm. Sorry, mm. Grandma, I couldn't find him. Mom, his life is maybe a little more important than your snacks. Thank you. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a universality to it, right? Sure. The secret's been, been exposed, and they find out that he's been going up there, and... We, get, uh, we meet Uncle Ugo.
1: Oh, my God,
0: Uncle Ugo. And this is another, like, do you want to end up like your creepy uncle? Like, again, it's something about seeing his organs made made me literally kind of, like, choke up. Like, uh, I don't want to see that. It was not it makes great. It, it makes it difficult to breathe. But <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's All delightful. Fucking um, Jim Gaffigan is delightful as the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya Rudolph is delightful as the mother. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's, it, it's just, it's a really well cast movie. It
1: really, really is.
0: But seriously, like as much as there's a queer parallel here, there's also like a general adolescent parallel. It's very coming of age in that way, like yeah. a young child testing their boundaries with their parents, wanting to do this specific thing. That they're, it, I mean, it's footloose. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like you can't dance, but I'm gonna dance. Um, and then they hard
1: correct by wanting to send him to the deep, right? And essentially, he, which is what drives him to, him to run, run, run away. away. Yeah. yeah. Shall we move on? Let's do it.
0: The boys sneak into town and begin to explore, eventually running into Ecole Viscante, a local bully and the recent champion of the Portoroso Cup race. But Julia Marcovaldo, a young girl, helps them escape. In hopes of winning the money they need for a Vespa, the boys and Julia form a team for the triathlon, which involves swimming, pasta eating, and biking. Unable to swim without revealing themselves, Luca and Alberto respectively take on the biking and pasta-eating races while Julia takes on the swimming race. Ercole vows to beat the group, and while the boys befriend Massimo, Julia's father, Luca's parents head to the surface to find him. Ercole is a dick. He, He is just an
1: awful person.
0: He really is. It's to, he's a good villain, honestly. A good villain, a good oppressor. He's a solid representative for the 1% that <laughs> the, you know, the the 99% are going to overtake. That's I mean, that's what's happening here. It's a class struggle as much as it's anything else.
2: <laughs> it's Signor Vespa.
1: Here we
2: go. Oh, mamma mia, please, no more revving. Give me a and now, who wants to watch me eat a big sandwich?
1: Hmm? Continuing for this art style of Porto Rosso Yes. Is the feeling of like there's a central location with all of these alleys that are going the out and wrapping The character of these
0: Mediterranean towns. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, it. They built a fresh fictional Mediterranean town by using very specific. Uh, uh, it's all sensory Mm-hmm. Uh, day at a very basic level it's sensory data yeah and they sort of like said okay all of these things and here is our fictional town that looks very real which sort of in opposition to ratatouille was let's recreate this very specific location paris yeah here it's let's recreate this aesthetic so that it can be whatever we need it to be yeah and still feel like it fits exactly and and you know you they made get- the point even with the train uh running down the coast to go back to genoa because you'd been to it. Yeah, I've
1: been I've been to the uh, when I was vacationing in Italy um, in oh, uh, in
0: 2017. Uh, <clears throat> the, I had to uh, work. I was working on movie and game launches. I know.
1: And I went with 12
0: people. I don't recommend it.
1: Anyways, the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> I went to the Italian Riviera and this was one of the parts where I could actually like because they have a train that goes through these five towns and that's the only thing that connects them. Is how yeah. you get, So you, you just buy a ticket. You can go through the trains back and forth as much as you want. Um, it, it was one fits. of those yeah it was but it was one of those things where I could stop and go explore by myself. and that was and and, and I could see like I felt like I was back there. public
0: transportation it man. was so nice imagine um but but again, <laughs> but it's such
1: a unique experience by you're getting on a train to go to these different sort of microcosms in in this you know small uh twenty mile track, you know yeah. what I mean like it's it's just it's
0: really, really cool. I love it and i mean sort of tangential to world building mm-hmm. what one thing that really struck me as neat is that the animals all suspect that luca and alberto are something different yes starts with the seagull huh? and we get a little bit with the relationship with the turtle but then like it hits home with machiavelli and, like machiavelli doesn't trust them at first and then he sees the water get splashed on alberto's face yeah and doesn't trust them e- effectively Ever. until they feed him a fish
2: yeah <laughs> That's- well i'm not pretending <laughs> Uh-huh. Slipped. Huh.
1: I really want that cat like so bad. I want a plush. I want like a big just mural of him on my wall. Well, and, and you, you
0: want to meet a man like Massimo? Let's not. Oh, let's not Massimo. pretend. Uh, he's he's just. Okay, there's something about, like, the kindly heterosexual. He reminds me of the father from Out yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And I love Massimo's missing an arm, and he makes a joke about a sea monster having bit it off.
2: The sea monster ate it.
0: <gasps> what? Ma- <laughs> no. This is how I came into the world. Whoa. And that's it.
1: And that's it again and for kids a, watching this this is such great representation yeah he's literally the
0: best fisher in the village exactly yeah. so like and it's a small thing he didn't need to be and in fact in some of the early art he's not in mm-hmm. like in some of the we saw in the extras in some of the early sketches he still has both arms mm-hmm. it doesn't take away anything to show that and it opens up the world to so much more for someone who sees themselves
1: exactly and i love
0: it also his beard is gorgeous and the little
1: scar on his chin is really well done so good we kind of learn here that He's a single dad, or he's been divorced. Divorced. Yeah. Right. That's
0: another thing. Just being normalized in the course of the story. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I, I'm a child of divorced parents. You understand spending, you know, your off time from school with yeah. your other parent. And I think to a degree, there's, Parents who can watch this and go, you know what, I've had that same struggle and trying to keep my child engaged when it's my time yeah. away. You know, there's just...
1: I'm going to start, and I'm. And if I do, I'll put it on the Patreon. But if I start writing fan fiction for Massimo, I will, I will let everyone know. Um, <laughs> ah! Because I feel it'll be very important. Oh. <laughs>
0: the Patreon! Oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, goodness. So yeah, the sort of driving thing here is that all of these... You know, the underdogs have found each other. Weirdos finding weirdos. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be on the same team to to beat this asshole. They're going to overthrow the proletariat, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know, Julia's again, she's very um, she's going to pull out a red flag and start waving it soon. <laughs> One thing that was really funny to me was the rep who's um, talking about the contest. She clearly her budget is super limited to yeah. the prize money, I think, because she bought a broom to turn into a trident and a mustache. And she pulled those bristles out so that the broom would look like a trident and then she tied them together that's for her what mustache. That is. I yeah. was
1: wondering why, I was like, why is that
0: broom missing bristles? That's exactly why, that because she's using yeah. her budget effectively.
2: It is I, Giorgio Giorgioni, slayer of sea monsters and beloved purveyor of pasta. Slayer of sea monsters? Oh, that's just Signora Marsiliese. She works for the sponsor for the race. Oh, this is gonna take forever. The finest pasta in Liguria at a price every family can afford. Get to the rules. Enthusiasm, love to see it.
0: But do that you know. is an effective brand ambassador right there, yeah. using her budget smartly, and I applaud her to sell that pasta. Hey, seriously,
1: there was a really, really good scene between Massimo and and Julia.
0: It's for the fee, and
1: he's like, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this? This is going to be hard for us to to do." But he's being honest with his children. Yes. Like this is, that that is just so uh, poignant to me to like have somebody talking to a a kid on their same, like, and not treating them as a lesser and being like, hey, if we're going to do this. We need to do these things to get to this Point right and not trying to, to to Sugarcoat it or just tell them no And and not explain why Yeah like that that is the Worst thing that you can do because at that point Now and again representation
0: matters this yeah. is This is a frank conversation between a father and a Daughter Yeah, um, so and good. you just Don't see it in animated films very Much and then course she volunteers the Boys to help out and she Doesn't know it but they're of course very good with Fish <laughs> Manager,
2: Not a great catch today it might be because we're over a haunted fish graveyard. We know it's not haunted. The fish think it's haunted. This time of day, most fish will be right about there.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, a haunted fish graveyard.
1: Haunted fish graveyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <That was> goofy. <laughs> it's so goofy. And... and this is all sort of the character moments are interspersed with these training montages. At one point, Luca crashes and he's got glowy fish over his head. That's super cute. Yeah.
1: And one of the, the other thing, especially with how Julia is she is very mature. Well, she's got I mean? to focus. She's very driven. And when she sees that that same fire in Alberto and Luca,
2: you guys want it just as bad as I do. You have the hunger. That's the most important thing. I'm definitely hungry. Perfecto. You eat, you bike, and I swim. (laughs) (laughs) Underdogs.
1: Underdogs.
0: They're not just weirdos together. They also, like, similarly have something they really want. Yeah. The race is bigger than the race. It is. To all parties involved.
1: They see that... In each other, in each other, and it's just it, it, it's it's a really cool dynamic between them, and the relationships in this movie are just really well crafted. I truly, love
0: it. yeah. The only other thing before we we move on is all all this time while these you know montages are happening, Lucas' parents are effectively bullying every child in oh, town right i completely,
1: we completely skipped over that
0: it no it's fine but like the, the there's a no soccer sign in the plaza yeah where the kids are playing soccer yes and after pushing a kid in his ice cream cone in the water they realize we can just knock all of these kids into this fountain we can drop water balloons that are all the colors of the italian flag on them he gets a seltzer sprayer at one point and he's just
1: delighted by it um but you- what, what would we say this time period is here mid-century maybe 60s 70s 70s yeah I, I, all these kids are just running around yeah and like that's just normal behavior but that's
0: also a very small town when you think about yeah it. yeah you know, for sure again everybody knows everybody
1: right so, th- so there's a degree of like i am i they don't really they're not
0: watching over their kids
1: and honestly
0: and the extras this is where they get that from is like they filmed a bunch of kids playing soccer yeah, in like an apartment building but parking garage.
1: lucas mother and, and father are now seeing that hey I don't have to watch over my kid. They're they're learning as
0: as as even as happening. honestly, questionably, it should be easier than they seem to think it is to find their kid amongst all these other kids. Talking about height, talking about gender, oh, sure, gender expression. Like, come on! But in
1: terms of their character growth, they're seeing these kids all basically just out by themselves, and not the
0: only danger here is a is a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, is yeah. What they're learning.
1: And that's, and that's, uh, that I thought that was really cool too. Absolutely. Yeah, between
0: that. All right, moving on. Luca and Julia bond due to their fondness of outer space and school. Alberto growing jealous of Luca and Julia's growing friendship attempts to convince Luca that human society will reject sea monsters. After both an argument and Luca's offer to extend school, Alberto reveals his true identity to Julia. Luca feigns fear of Alberto who flees from the pursuing Ercole. Shortly thereafter, Julia discovers Luca's true form. And urges him to leave for his own safety. At the hideout, Alberto reveals that his father has abandoned him, causing the former to feel unfit for friendships. To win the Vespa and reconcile with Alberto, Luca decides to enter the triathlon separately from Julia on his own. So, yeah, we get that Alberto's jealousy is coming from abandonment issues.
1: This is really big. Like, this is like we're learning that A, he's not. He's not waiting for his dad to come back. His dad left to to the go to get cigarettes and never came came back. Like that's effectively the. Or in the case of
0: my mom's (laughs) ex-boyfriend went out to get uh, a pint of ice cream and never came back.
1: It's just such a, again, another powerful theme to show kids that like this also happens. Yes.
0: And sometimes people will hyper fixate on something Mm -hmm. like a relationship they're building with someone over this false thing that is actually taking the place of. This other thing of this trying, void, that trying to patch over this mm-hmm. drama or trauma.
1: Yeah, and like it was it's fucking deep, man. It was a lot, and honestly, and again, this is where you start to feel it's like, okay, yeah, Lu- Alberto effectively sort of outing himself to get Luca to also show himself yeah. was very selfish.
2: Yeah, I know it's kind of hard to imagine. So let me just show you. No. <gasps> Come on, Julia, wait! We don't have time to goof around. Huh? Ah! 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 Us! See? I knew this was a monster! Did you hear that? This way.
0: I see I see both sides of it, and I think this right. is where our, our experiences, our different experiences as queer men, color how we reacted to this moment. Mm-hmm. Because I can I could Nate if I were that kind of petty bitch. I could name people in my past that I felt like I had sort of a queer mentorship with that I felt they were abusing my openness in that relationship Mm -hmm. for their own ends when really they just needed probably some guidance and um, enjoyed getting non-threatening attention, right? And that's just me doing a little bit of my own self-therapy. I was probably a bitch to feel jealous, but like I see where that is. But then again, I've also distanced myself from people to yeah. protect Myself like I see That side of it too when you You it, and,
1: and I mean it sucks but There a lot of the times you have to use People in order to find Things out about yourself but also Use people to f- like You know like, you fill Those voids and yeah. it's Not always fair to The other person but you Know at the same time it, it it's One of those things where he's just he's He has a trauma that he's that
0: he hasn't been able to deal with. They're both desperate for something in that moment. Yeah. And they're effectively delivering ultimatums to one another. Yeah. It's all, it's all about, it's all fear. It's all mm-hmm. fear and change. And, um, you know, Oh, I mean the feeling
1: of coming out is, 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 it, it is really, really hard. But again, to do.
0: It's not really a scene about coming out. It's not
1: though, but it, it kind of <laughs> is again,
0: um, and that's what's great. It's, it's very universal because like just yeah. in general, the, like there's an imposter syndrome yeah. thing here. There's you, when you're tra- like when I, there's something here for like when I was traveling alone in New Zealand. And I, and mm-hmm. I imagine there's probably some sort of immigrant parallel here. But, I, you know, I'm not an immigrant, so I can't say for sure. But I can imagine the idea of trying to like assimilate into another culture for your own safety. Yeah.
2: Luca, we have to get out of here. But I thought we were underdogs. Do you think I want you to leave? This is the happiest I've... Look, it's just not worth it. You don't understand. No, I don't. Risking your life for a Vespa? My parents were going to send me away. That's why we did all of this.
0: That's the universal issue that's happening here. And why there's so much you can sort of like pour into this narrative of yourself. God, it's such a good story.
1: Yeah, it is. And Alberto figuring out, like, he essentially creating a a term for himself to silence that, where he's saying, Silencio Bruno. Yeah. There's some speculation that Bruno is is his father. Yeah.
0: And Alberto's father.
1: But we've got this this term, Silencio Bruno. We get this at the beginning of the film when they first meet each other, when it's like That's there's how he a deals voice with in his your inner head. Saboteur. Right. That just makes it all that much more poignant that like He's basically saying to his his father, and I'm going to do what I feel is best for me.
0: Taking a stand against an absent father. Yeah. I know that feel. Oof. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My mom lived lived in California. My parents lived in Utah. I would travel back and forth every summer. And, like, I kind of get that same feeling of, like, you have these two different worlds that you're interacting with, and you may like one more than the other sometimes. Yeah and yeah just it's just it it's an allegory cool.
0: for going to camp even and having yeah. camp friends versus school friends it's cool which is why i think it's less of a missed opportunity for x y and z and more of a anybody can get something meaningful out of it yeah but also during these montages if you it's a blink and you miss it moment machiavelli pushes an espresso cup off the counter oh my god it was a fucking the best I cat move i didn't notice it if we hadn't watched this the second time i wouldn't have been able to call it out <laughs> but it was so fu- like again level of detail to the world building here is just delightful
1: yeah I want to get your opinion on this. Why do you think that Massimo didn't try to be like, where are your parents to Luca and Alberto? Because, like, these are kids that you're just you're taking in.
0: Well, but he doesn't technically take them in. They sleep outside.
1: But he's feeding them every night. Yeah, it's a small
0: village. Again, everybody knows everybody. These are new kids. But she says these are friends of mine from Genoa.
1: Interesting. She says they're
0: friends from school.
1: So maybe they're so just, maybe they
0: just hop the train for a vi- for a little and visit, and they're just
1: being here for a few weeks. They're just and reloading they're, yeah, for a yeah, bit, yeah, yeah.
0: okay. And I mean, not for like he feeds them. Like she says, "Is there enough for four And he feeds them the first night, but then they immediately begin earning their keep.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So
0: he, I, I think you know they prove themselves useful and they're not causing any trouble. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, they might have a telephone. I can't recall if they did, but it's not like he's picking up the phone. To, oh, no, they do because in the after credits, there's a there's a phone call that happens. Yeah, but I mean, my point is, is that I feel like given the uh implied time frame and you know sort of like the 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 way that communities in that area just are
1: and this is just during the summer these are just these are just kids and yeah they're just yeah
0: again i can harken back to a time where i would just end up in someone's house in the middle of a summer day and a mom or a dad would be like uh snacks in the pantry yeah exactly (laughs) all right on the day of the triathlon luca and julia successfully complete the first two challenges and enter the cycling stage after Rain reveals Luca and Alberto's true identities, Ercole chases the boys to f- the finish line with intent to kill, but Julia comes to their rescue. As Ercole and a mob threaten the boys, Massimo defends them by emphasizing their legal victory in the triathlon. The town rejects their prejudices against sea monsters. Ercole's former henchmen, fed up with his abuse, get even with him, and Luca is reunited with his parents so they're doing this race and yeah. again this is the scene we've seen before we've seen it in wreck it ralph mm-hmm. we've seen it in the little rascals movie <laughs> you know it's it's the final act where the challenge it, fi- we've seen it in cool runnings Yeah. Um, except in this one a fat kid is getting covered in olive oil
1: oh my god that was just unsettling to see
2: Chicha, hold still deliver- he oh. will oh. cut through the water like a knife oh. an oily knife
0: huh and it's just, I don't know that the, that the science is sound here. And again, I'm scratching too deep, but I feel like if you bathe my fat ass in olive oil and I went down and jumped in the apartment pool, it would all immediately just hit the surface and come off my Check body. Check
1: out the Patreon. We're going to be testing out this ha, theory ha, ha, and we'll I post pictures there.
0: Shit. That'll get us kicked out of this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding? We'll go to the city pool. And we'll do go it. to the
1: city pool and do, or Lake Travis. <laughs> Just mess up the ecosystem for i mean and then
0: we'll test whether or not the <laughs> fish will then bite my nipples yes this is what we're yeah.
1: it's a whole yeah the whole thing
0: a whole thing we're gonna do MythBusters, but for scenes from disney pixar films <laughs> that's our tiktok idea everyone oof but no one of those anchovies is on that fact is on what's chico chicho it's just clamped on his little fat, fi- f- his fat little nipple <laughs> stop
2: crying <laughs> <to> Andiamo! <tankido. laughs>
0: Another thing this film does well is show how to deal with bullies like you don't the the kids don't ever actually try to do physical altercation. They try to deal with them with words. They try to walk away. There the, were, I mean, where the fuck are the adults who know that this kid is an asshole? Yeah. How many times that fucking cop could have just whacked him over the head with a newspaper or something and been like, hey, don't be a dick. Somebody needs to put this kid in. his. Somebody place. does. I mean, Somebody they end absolutely. up doing it. But right. ugh.
1: So we we get this the race, um, and it, it starts raining halfway through, which is you know problematic for them because they turn back into fish people when, sure. when that happens.
0: Well, we kind of glossed over it, but Julia realized that Luca was also uh, a fish person. Oh yeah, yeah. And urged him to go for his own safety, mm-hmm. but I think once uh, Alberto changed, like that's when Julia knew. Yeah, like it didn't take a whole lot longer for her to figure it out that they're both. Yeah, if if he knew because she's even freaking out because the start of the triathlon is the swim and she's like, I, this is not a good idea, yeah. but he's in the fucking diving bell. <laughs> he's in that diving <laughs> bell and just walking across and Urgulay cheats here. and No one stops him. I blame everyone else for his dickishness prevailing. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. That is so fucking stupid.
0: It. it ugh. But, like, Luca's doing this for Alberto, and he's even using the colander that Alberto had made when they were yep. doing their fake Vespa earlier, and it's got the flames on the side. And then,
1: and then the bike that we had mentioned earlier that was underwater, he's yes. fished that out, and that's the bike that he's using in the triathlon. I
0: love it. Hercule's being a dick and teasing them, but Luca's pushing up the hill, mm-hmm. and that's when it starts to rain.
1: And, yeah, and at this point, he he's Luca, who was in first, has pulled off under a little awning and is like, I can't continue, and because... People then knew who I am. And Julia is even like warning him. Yeah, it's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just as Urkelay passes. And then up the hill runs Alberto with under a blue umbrella, which is important because... It's a reference to the previous Pixar film, The
0: Blue Umbrella, which we discussed a little bit.
1: Yeah, you're right. Anyways, he's running up there and then reveals himself to kind of... Get everybody's attention so that he. And can that's what Urkelay is like. Eh! That's what they do in this town is they kill sea monsters. Yeah,
0: Urkelay is coming right, like standing on top of his bike with a harpoon. Yeah, and Julia, you know, she's gonna overthrow the proletariat. <laughs> fuck it. What does she say?
2: You should have left when I told you.
1: Now I gotta kill some sea monsters. So <laughs> long, evil empire of injustice. <laughs>
0: So there's an allegory here about like you can't, you you can't get what you need alone, and you do need to to sort of like build those relationships. Because again, they get across the line, and Massimo, who's been trying to kill sea monsters this whole movie, steps up and goes, "You know what? They helped my daughter mm-hmm. when she fell. They legitimately won." And, and I know who they are. He knows who they are. Like no no no, they're totally fine. But.
1: In that moment, you could see Luca and and Alberto just having that genuine fear of literally being murdered.
0: Yeah. Like they are holding
1: harpoons at them. I think
0: this story drives the point home that the goal is not necessarily assimilation and just acceptance and acknowledgement. Yeah. There was one thing that uh, you wanted to mention. About the triathlon. Oh right. He downs all of that pasta, which we're actually going to go to the store after recording this and buy some shit for pesto pasta. Because Because I absolutely it's like after watching Ratatouille, God, I'm so fucking hungry now. Uh, Um, but he does that burp after downing all those carbs. That was actually
1: the actor doing the burp, and he can burp on command. I I was just like, this is so that's delightful. Jeez. Anyways, you ready to move on? I am ready to move on. Let's do it.
0: Luca and Alberto purchase the Vespa, but the latter sells it to buy a train ticket for Luca, allowing him to go to school in Genoa with Julia. Luca's family, Massimo and Alberto, now Massimo's protege, see Luca and Julia off at the train station. During the credits, Luca meets Julia's mother and attends school while showing off his sea monster appearance. Alberto enjoys working for Massimo, who is now his father figure, and plays with the local children. Luca's family enjoys interacting with the locals, and in a post credit scene, Ugo talks to a stray goatfish. About how great his life is in the depths of the ocean. <laughs> so yeah, as things wrap up, like I th- it, again, it's not about oh we've all we all live together in harmony. It's yeah. we are able to be ourselves with each other because mm-hmm. Luca goes off to school and does show off his sea monsterness. You know, we see it in the post credits. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's where it's like where this kind of diverts from assimilation necessarily being the goal and more about it being acceptance and. Mm-hmm and awareness and equality and, and that sort of a thing.
1: They're normal, healthy relationships. Yes. But they come in so many different colors and shapes and sizes. And it's all a
0: positive resolution that yeah. didn't require any sacrifice on any, on anyone's part. It oh took, Oh my God. Yes. It took effort. It took work. Yeah. It took seeing things from another person's perspective, talking, mm-hmm. um, and facing your trauma, your baggage, whatever Your demons. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But nobody had to lose anything except that fear yeah. That anxiety to to make the change. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so so good, and I just I really 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 liked it. You no,
0: know, they're leaving, and Alberta's running after the train.
2: Piacere, yeah. Girolamo, and- Seriously, what does that mean? No idea. Go find out for me, will you?
0: getting misty eyed yeah and luca looks back at the island where all this started and acknowledges that for what it was and then Mm -hmm. turns to look ahead as the rain comes down and he changes and he's going on to the next chapter to this next thing yeah um and he you know he has that beautiful moment at the train station with his mother like look me in the eyes you know i love you right like this doesn't mean oh god (laughs) i before i moved to california i drove home to houston to tell my mom i'm gonna leave is that okay like it was Mm-hmm. i see a whole lot of my own story queer yeah. or not um again it's a really good fairy tale because there's a whole lot of my own life that i These see human reflect- experiences yes, very human experiences mm-hmm. um presented in a very fishy way
1: yeah it's a good movie it was a good movie that was I, luca <laughs> yeah this was luca I, if you haven't seen this I i don't know why you're listening to this right now yeah no um, go watch it please go watch it it's just it's it's so 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 good yeah and I, on, honestly this was just I, we watched it twice this movie is not super long it's a, what hour and 40 something, something like, like that. that yeah but it, it, the it, music's it, so nice music all, all that is italian music i need mondo to put a vinyl out
0: post haste yes. Too sweet I would love that. Um, we don't really know what it made because again, it's another Disney Plus original.
1: Yeah, I don't think that we will know until that an in investor day, and we're not in yeah. the business of going back and updating this. Same thing so, for like its budget. Yeah, um, we do know that uh, worldwide it has made a, a one point six million, or sorry, eleven point six million. Yeah. Um. So you know, it
0: they are they are showing it theatrically in other countries, but not here it is. List.
1: It's just Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. So. It's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics. Leah Greenblatt from Entertainment Weekly said the story's bright swirl of Pixar pixie dust jangle soundtrack and gentle lessons on accepting otherness and learning to move past fear feel like a temporary passport. A sweetly soulful all ages dip into love in La Dolce Vita. Yeah, fair. Again, accepting otherness in general, learning to move past fear in general. Again, my opinion is that it's it's fine as that. Mm -hmm. I would almost want something that from the ground up was a queer story. Not that became a queer story later. And I like this being more general, general and accessible because there are, like you said, human moments, human truths here. Yeah. And I think that's where fairy tales really shine. And this is a kid's movie. It, uh, uh, all, like, ages. All, all ages, let's say all
1: ages, but I mean, this is kids seeing this representation score. Diversity is important and it's great to see yes. like those things all in a positive light.
0: I think you can just as easily draw a line from onward to this movie mm-hmm. as you could from, but I'm a cheerleader to this movie. Yes. I think that's where those parallels exist. If you haven't seen, but I'm a cheerleader, it's got, um, uh, oh Christ, what's her name from, um, Russian doll and orange is the new black. Yeah. She plays a cheerleader who thinks she's a lesbian. She goes to a, um, re-education camp, but it's all literal capital C camp. Yeah. What's her bucket Moriarty as the <laughs> woman who runs it and RuPaul. Anyway, a lot so, of people <laughs> it's a fish out of water story it's an underdog story it's all of these things angie han of mashable said luca delivers a slice of one so rich and sweet you'll practically taste the gelato on your lips for hours afterward it's a simple pleasure and one sure to make you smile absolutely
1: uh kimberly jones from the austin chronicle said the darkness is is tantalizing a toe dip into a subversive waters but the filmmakers remain stubbornly incurious." curious I don't, I think a lot
0: of this comes from people who want it to be something that it wasn't trying to be. And yeah. again, I could feel free to disagree with me there, but that's yeah. just my perception on it.
1: Uh, viewers were also very positive about it, it was 88% on there. Uh, Renee asks, uh, she a day ago, because um, you know, this just came out. Sure. Uh, she gave it five stars saying Luca is visually lovely, funny, and is about letting people see you for how you really are. It has such positive messages about family, friendship, diversity, and acceptance. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. Julian K also gave it for, four, or sorry, five stars saying that was gay as fuck. And I liked it
0: in all <laughs> caps with seven exclamation points. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Julian agreed because that's what it was for me, but yeah. it doesn't need to be you know, like, they don't need to be in speedos running around being like, yes, girl, queen, twerk. It doesn't need to be that. All right, let's wrap this up with some trivia. Porto Rosso can be seen as an advertisement on a travel agency window in Pixar's previous film, soul, which is not uncommon for them to do little sneaky peeks for future projects. Yeah. And like we mentioned
1: earlier, uh, Por- the studio Ghibli was a, a huge inspiration for the director, yes. um, for this movie. Um, and specifically the town, uh, was kind of a pun on Porco Rosso, which is a Miyazaki a, film from 92. Yeah. So, uh, that, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Enrico Casarosa talks about like, uh, Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki being a big, huge influence in that, um, again, in the extras. It's yeah. a great little documentary. You yeah, watch
1: it's it. like 14 minutes. It's great.
0: And then during the final race at the end, uh, Pizza Planet Piaggio Ape, a smaller Italian vehicle, is shown behind Ercole.
1: <laughs> so Pizza Planet's there. Yeah. <laughs> super, super cute. I love it. All right. Yeah,
0: this was fucking delightful
1: this was really great i Um,
0: there's some other i mean machiavelli is great throughout the plush is sold out with good reason at one point again to the detail in this film you could not resist pausing and booping machiavelli's nose because it was so (laughs) boopable it was delightful it was we ran over a lot of like those little details that we thought were funny but truly just enjoy it for yourselves i like our first time through we both teared up oh
1: uh, multiple times this this movie is just i mean it you know it's it's more than just do Italians have feelings, but like it's, it's definitely, like I said, this was a very, very human movie. This honestly gave me the same goosebumps that inside out gave me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there was, and one other thing that I had just as a note here, cause the granny throughout is like <laughs> side eye encouraging Luca to do all of this exploring, yes. you know, she won the bet at one point, And then later at the end, um as they're chowing down she talks about coming up most weekends and i feel like that's that's this movie's version of i've gone bush diving before <laughs> like granny's a lesbian because then when uh, those two old ladies get wet at the end and reveal that there's a uh, sea monsters too oh right and I, I again the allegory there is look at these two old lesbian women who are just old maid roommates together but nope actually they're sea monsters but also yeah
1: it's like again it's it's people that are around you that are different. We're your are hairdressers.
0: We're serving your food. We're taking care of your children. We're changing your tires. Yeah. Gay Roller 2021. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it, honey. Yes. Spin tip work.
1: Oh. <laughs> Anyways, like we had, uh, like we mentioned last week, our, our episode last week was from Patreon. Yes. We, we have a lot of new content that's on Patreon as well. So you we can
0: go there. Patreon.com slash making mischief.
1: Yeah. So please, please check that out.
0: As we talked about a couple times, our latest episode is all about us again. The newest um short uh, spark shorts, I think. I, no, it it, just, no it's not
1: it's a just a disney short yes and it was yeah.
0: um in theaters it was in front of ryan the last dragon exactly um but yeah it's a gorgeous one check it out you can go to again making mischief slash mm, making mischief mm-hmm. uh to get that and content from shows all across the mischief media network
1: oh uh, josh if they wanted to find me on social media wherever they do it
0: you can do that at clncy on instagram and twitter that's clancy without the a where could they find me on social media?
1: They could do that also on Twitter and Instagram at Josh watching TV without the G.
0: Yes. And the show is at non pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us at suggestions at non If you've got thoughts on something, we should watch thoughts on a point. We missed whatever you can rate review and follow on your podcast platform of choice. Please do help us gain those algorithms. You put those stars and write a few kind words about us. Yeah. Uh, that helps get us in front of a few more people. Um, Yeah. Other than that, again, this is a delightful film. Go watch it. It is. We're going to go make some pasta. Yeah. Let's go make some pasta. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there
1: is my husband, Josh.
0: And we have been non plus the non plus. The non-plasta. i not going to make the pasta oh, now. I will go see you and do the pasta. Oh, mio so I don't actually know the words, I just know the melody. That's, that
1: was that was pretty good. Pagliacci. That was great. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. Ba, 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 ba.
1: Remember, you can get twenty dollars off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with
0: the code nonplus. Just go to Shaker dot com slash nonplus to get your twenty dollars off today. Add some personality to your potions. <laughs> and some spice
1: to your sauce. Ew.